Welcome, everyone, to the PFF Fantasy Podcast IDP edition, the very first episode of our weekly IDP previews. And now that it's finally week one, we are here to go game by game to talk some defensive football. And I say we because I'm not alone to talk IDP this time. Joining me from the IDP show, he's a tremendous presence. He is also him, Adam Markham. Addy, what's up, brother? It is he. It is I. What's up, man? (laughs) It is. Uh, it's an honor and a privilege to be here. Uh, love you. Love PFF. This is just. Uh, this is a beautiful thing right here, man. I'm. I'm super excited. And then, yeah, we got football this weekend, dog. Like life is is very good at the moment. Yes, I'm so excited, man. We the off season is always so long, and we talk so much about what to expect for the regular season that it's nice to actually finally get some games this week and. Excited to talk IDP because we we don't always get to do that in the PFF Fantasy Podcast feed, but we get to do it now once a week uh, to preview the week ahead. So I'm excited to do this with you. I appreciate you coming on and we'll have different IDP guests and everything as well um, throughout the season, but very honored to have you on here as the very first guest of the show. So we're basically going to go, yeah, like I said, we're going game by game uh, to preview week one. Uh, we're looking at like potential situations to target and avoid um, IDPs who are, are maybe flying under the radar, talking some of the rookie and, and ambiguous situations we'll be monitoring and much more. So we're going to get into it here. But before we do, I want to give a quick shout out to our presenting sponsor, Fabric by Gerber Life. Fall is about the back to school and back to routine checklist. And the most important task on that list should be securing your family's financial future, starting with life insurance. Fabric by Gerber Life makes it quick, easy, and affordable to protect your family so you can get back to enjoying life. Fabric was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. Fabric has flexible policies that fit your family and your budget with quality policies like a million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. Get your personalized quote in just minutes and then apply when it's convenient for you. It's all online and on your schedule. You can go from start to covered in less than 10 minutes with no health exam required. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply today in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash fantasy. That's meetfabric.com slash fantasy. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash fantasy. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company. Not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health. Questions. All right, let's kick things off with the game that's going to kick off the NFL regular season, Thursday night football between the reigning champs, the Kansas City Chiefs, led by 2022 MVP and Super Bowl MVP Patrick Mahomes, facing off against everyone's favorite IDP, Alex Anzalone. Addy, Chiefs-Lions, what's the first thing you're kind of looking forward to uh, in game one of this NFL season? Gosh, man. Um Excited to see Aiden Hudson year two. What does he look like from year one to year two? I mean, that's that's the big thing. Um, and then, you know, the Chiefs, they have some some interesting things going on right now. You know, Chris Jones, is he going to get a deal done before this game picks off? Um, and if not, you know, you're going to see a lot of the the young guys on that defensive line, like um, FAU, Felix Onaduke Anad- um, Uzama, um, George Karloftis. We've already seen, uh, you know, a lot from him in year one. What does he look like in year two? So a lot of question marks on that Kansas City defense. Um, but yeah, man, it, it, 
there's so much we have so many things to talk about yeah yeah this is the the nice thing about like the preseason nonsense is kind of over with now and now we get to kind of jump into like the actual games the actual usage to kind of get a feel for what to expect for this season because you never know in the preseason like for example the Chiefs specifically right like their linebacker usage right so was basically in this preseason preseason exactly the same as it was last year, right? We saw Nick Bolton as the team's every down linebacker, LB1. Willie Gay was the LB2 playing, you know, around that 75% snap share. But Drew Tranquil, who they signed this offseason and somebody that was a super strong IDP last year, was basically relegated to a backup role. They've been talking about using him on special teams for this game. So it doesn't seem like he's going to be factoring into the defense at all, but uh, it, that's that's another one to potentially monitor here. Will Drew Tranquil kind of factor in at all with the linebackers? I don't know that he is. It's at least to the point now for week one where I'm just not trusting Drew Tranquil in my lineup. I'm, it's basically Nick Bolton um, being the main one, but maybe Willie Gay, but that would probably be the guy that Tranquil um, rotates with if there is any kind of rotation there. Yeah, I, I agree. And actually, you know, Nick Bolton is probably the only chief that I feel comfortable really starting this week, right? I mean, Legereus Need, he's he's been banged up, and it sounds like he could be on a pitch count. Um, Carl Loftus, I do like Carl Loftus, but that's a tough, you know, matchup. Lions O-line, they rank number five, according to uh, Sam Monson here at PFF. Um, yeah. Uh, Trip McDuffie, I guess, is a is a solid mm-hmm. option if if uh, Legereus Sneed is hobbled. You know, there's been a lot of um, speculation that maybe he mans that slot role this year, which is always really productive for us in IDP. Um, Justin Reed, he's someone that I've been targeting quite a bit in these best ball drafts this offseason. I think that he could have a, a much better year two there in Kansas City. But, I mean, there's just not, outside of Nick Bolton, there's just not really much I want. Uh, or I'm excited about. I mean, obviously you're going to start a lot of these guys like in your deeper leagues, those leagues that we're in, like where we, you know, we start like four or five defensive linemen, um, four or five defensive backs. Like, you know, you'll start, you'll start most the guys from, from this team in those situations, but in your typical leagues, like Nick Bolton is really the only one that I feel great about. Yeah, I, I'm with you, especially with Chris Jones. Like, I, I don't think he's going to play. Like, it just seems like too tight now to get a deal done and get him out of the field. So, I mean, you're not playing like his backups, right? Tershawn Wharton and Derek Naughty, not 90p leagues. You just don't really do that that much with the defensive line position, getting the next man up um, in your lineup. So I'm with you. I think Nick Bolton is pretty much the only one um, that you're starting. We'll see what the usage is for, yeah, McDuffie and Sneed. If they both play, will McDuffie take over that slot role from Legereus Sneed that was so profitable last season? So there's at least a few things to kind of monitor here, and then we could maybe add a few more Chiefs to the the, the starting lineup as we go uh, throughout this season but um yeah looking at the lions i mean you mentioned aiden hutchinson off the top i'm with you i think that that is the star on that defense right now so excited for him but looking at the linebacker situation too like alex anzalone we didn't think that he would be the starter again um for this season after they spent a first round pick on jack campbell um but it looks like anzalone once again going to be the every down starter at least for week one um and probably early this season but the lb2 role isn't even jack campbell it doesn't seem like it looks like Derek barnes is the potential favorite to start this week 
It's not usually an every down role, that second linebacker spot on, in Dan Campbell's defense. So I don't know that Derek Barnes is going to be that effective in, outside of deeper leagues. But any interest in, in Derek Barnes here for this week? Lord, no. <laughs> no. What year is it? Good God. I know. He's, I know. he's back. He's back folks yeah. uh but yeah it didn't go well the first time i mean i'm not i'm not that optimistic about it right now he's just a placeholder for jack campbell i mean they're going to get jack campbell in there at some point um yeah if you want <laughs> if you're in the situation where you're starting jared davis week one i mean i don't know you may just want to go ahead and uh, pack it in <laughs> yeah Derek barnes yeah it, i mean oh, Derek barnes like, sorry yeah <laughs> same same guy basically they're the same <laughs> picture it's <laughs> But yeah, Jack Campbell, I mean, look, he's already he's already jumped last year's like offseason hype linebacker Malcolm Rodriguez on the depth chart, it seemed at least from what we saw in the preseason. So I think it's a matter of time before he gets on there as like at least the secondary linebacker for this season. But Derek Barnes right now, I you know, it looks like he'll probably start week one, but I, I don't expect it to be a full time role. And it, again, this defense, not great for linebacker tackle efficiency either. So just to kind of keep an eye on and, and maybe a short term solution for deeper leagues. Yeah. I love this. I love the safeties. I love the uh, Chauncey Garner Johnson. He's like a must start pretty much in any format. And then, you know, I don't really mind Kirby Joseph and Brian, ba uh, Brian Branch in the league's restart, you know, four to five defensive backs. I just really like the safeties they got there in Detroit, man. Really versatile players can do a lot of different things. Uh, Chauncey Garner Johnson brings a juice that was severely lacking there. Just a, a great fit in Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think Gardner Johnson is going to be a lot of fun. He gave us a scare earlier this offseason with the injury, but looks like he's going to be ready to go. So that, that, that'll that be nice to see. And he kind of reunites with his old defensive coordinator from New Orleans, too. He'll probably play more in that slot role this year, which gives those guys, like you said, Kirby Joseph, Brian Branch, maybe some more of those safety snaps as well. So another one to kind of keep an eye on. And yeah, I'm with you. Definitely starts uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. He is a very effective IDP when he's out there on the field. Um, all right, let, let's, let's get into the Sunday slate here. And we're going to start with the Arizona Cardinals at the Washington commander. So the first thing that kind of stands out for me in this game is the Cardinals linebacker situation or, or lack thereof. Basically it's Kaiser white and Josh Woods who look like the two true off ball linebackers right now. And Jonathan Gannon uh, does have a history of like two nearly every down starters at linebacker. So there could be potentially a role for both of these guys. Um, I don't know that the LB2 spot, so Josh Woods maybe will be as productive just because it might not be as heavy as a role um, as Kaiser White is expected to play. So we might see him kind of sub off the field a little bit more, but Look, I mean, obviously, you know, the main reason that there is a lack of linebacker options in Arizona is because they, well, they traded away Isaiah Simmons, who was playing defensive back anyway, so it didn't matter. But Zaven Collins is making a full-time switch to the edge this year. So this is a position that he's never played that much of in his career. So um, they're giving it a try. Uh, I don't really have interest in Zaven Collins this week. I, I haven't really been interested in him at all this off season because of all this it's just i think it's just way too much of an unknown and i don't think we're expecting you know anywhere close to like a mark micah parsons level of effectiveness so there's just way more edge options that i'd rather roster at this point but yeah other than that i mean you look we, we like buda baker um jalen thompson's solid but i think the main 
IDPs. We're, we're not really looking at their defensive line. At least I'm not anyways. Do you, do you have any interest in the Cardinals uh, defensive line? No, oh, Dennis Gardeck season, baby. Let's oh, ride. Barbarian, you're right. <laughs> no, I mean, that, you know, I do, we do love his hair. He's got great, yeah. great long hair that uh, that we, it's, you know, it, it, it gets to us. We, we love those yeah. long haired boys. <laughs> um, but I mean, I don't, I don't mind Zayvon Collins. I mean, this yeah. is a, it's an interesting matchup. You know, it's, it's not like the commander's O-line is that good. They rank 27th. Um, and I mean, we've seen this happen before, right? We've seen this happen in Arizona with the son Reddick. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's a chance that Zayvon Collins, you know, this is what he was supposed to be. He was supposed to be an edge rusher. I mean, if you, if you run uh, his measurables through the uh, RAS simulator, like it spits back like a nine point something, you know, dude is an incredible athlete. Um, I don't know. I think he's interesting. Like in a lot of leagues, he's still listed as a linebacker. So I'm not, I'm not crazy about that, but if your league has already switched him to a defensive end or he's listed as an edge, um, I don't mind him as like an edge two or three, like just a nice little dart throw. But I mean, yeah, the dude has no help. I mean, so it's, he is, he is going to be the focal point, I think of, of the game plan. Yeah, it's a super interesting situation to to kind of keep an eye on and see how he does. But look, he 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 actually was like a good pass rusher in college, like more as a blitzer as an off-ball linebacker. So we didn't really get like that full-time edge role, but there you know, there's no reason that like he can't succeed. He has the good size, like the measurables like you say, the athleticism. So there's at least a chance there. I've always just found in drafts he always went a lot higher than than what I was looking for, so that's why I kind of ended up avoiding him pretty much it was just it was the cost more than anything but yeah i'm with you it's an interesting situation we'll see if he can actually um kind of break out there as an edge now but other than that i mean arizona is really not that interesting we don't have to spend too much time on them but we could look at washington at least because I do like their matchup this week. You mentioned that Washington's O-line is ranked pretty low. Um, The Arizona Cardinal O-line is even lower. They're ranked 31st here at PFF heading into the season. So I I love the Washington defensive line this week. Um, This is a team that ranks third on on our defensive line ranking. So really two teams on complete opposite ends of the spectrum here. You you know, you add in a complete unknown at quarterback with Josh Dobbs now announced as the starter. So there, there's just opportunity here for this defensive line to eat this week. I have Montez Sweat as my edge seven this week. Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, both high-end DT options. I think I have them both inside the top 10 for their position this week. We don't know if, if Chase Young is going to play or not. It would be a nice game for him to kind of play so that he can get back on track potentially here against a bad O-line and against like a, a kind of unknown quarterback, um, even though we have seen Josh Dobbs a fair bit. But somebody that maybe is not as good. So yeah. How about you? What what are you, what are you thinking here for, for matchups? Yeah, totally agree. I think Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, both DT ones and true, uh, true position leagues, solid DL twos in your sleeper leagues. Montez sweat is a strong edge to play this week. Um, your boy cam curl. I think he's a back end safety one. Uh, Derek Forrest is also a solid (laughs) safety three, four. I thought he performed. Okay. You know, from a fantasy standpoint, he, he, he put up 88 tackles. He averaged about 10 points per game. Uh, Jartavis Martin is interesting. He's apparently manning that slot role, and you know we, that can be profitable for for fantasy, especially he has like if he has like a cornerback designation. Um, so, yeah, I mean, 
that's really, you know, and also Cody Barton. I'm a big fan of Cody Barton. I've, I've loved his value. Uh, I know you like Jamin Davis, but um, yeah, I mean, I think both those guys are solid plays this week too. Yeah. I, I I'm with you. I like Barton as well. I think, too like the value for him versus Jamin Davis has been a lot better too and Jamin Davis hasn't been a bad value for the most part this this offseason but yeah Cody Parton an even better one and he's potentially the one that's going to kind of sit in the middle of the field there while Jamin Davis kind of chases around receivers and stuff like that so he could potentially be in for um, some better tackle weeks than Jamin Davis even if he doesn't play as as many snaps which is kind of nice for people that do have Cody Barton I would definitely be firing him up as well so um, yeah I like it um one more right, for let, Arizona that I was thinking about. Oh yeah, uh, Cam Thomas is interesting, you know. Right. Um, I mean, Maje Sanders is on IR right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much they trust B.J. Ojolari, uh, Ojolari to, you know, make an impact right away. I mean, Cam Thomas, in the he was limited last year, uh, but it was 70.5 overall PFF grade. He had a 15.9 pass rush win rate. Um that was 19th best among edge rushers. He had 19 pressures on 155 pass rush snaps. That was a 12.2 pressure rate. So, I mean, mm. that's fine. It was his rookie yeah. year. You know, he was pretty productive in college too. Um, so, I don't know. He's kind of in that same mold of like Zach Allen, J.J. Yeah, yeah. Watt. He's just like kind of, you know, one of these doughy white boys <laughs> that may be sneaky productive. I, I, yeah, I'm i with you. I mean, look, there's – not going to be many players that play as many snaps on the defensive line for Arizona as Cam Thomas and probably Zayvon Collins as well. So I think those are the two guys, like if you're targeting anyone from that defensive line, those are the, probably the guys that you're going to have to do uh, make do with. But yeah, I, I, it's probably deeper leagues most likely just because I think he, he's another guy that I've seen go undrafted a ton um, in drafts this year, at least for redrafts. So um an interesting name, at least to keep an eye on. If he starts to show something early in the year, we like the snap share and everything as well. I mean, you could definitely pick this guy up as a waiver wire target and, and plug him in when needed. So yeah, I like the call there for sure. Times get tough, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Regular season. They'll do that to us. They'll <laughs> these injuries and bye weeks start to pile up quickly. That's right. All right, Eddie, let's move on to uh, the next game on the list. The Houston Texans at the Baltimore Ravens. Any favorite IDPs uh, in this matchup for you? Oh, yeah. I mean, Jalen Petre, that's an obvious one. Mm-hmm. Um, Will Anderson Jr., man, I'm already I already feel pretty good about him, right? I mean, yeah, this maybe this is too soon, but I, I just I don't know. I feel like Anderson's locked in. He's not leaving my lineup. He's going to get a ton of snaps immediately. And there's just too much weekly upside. I'm already like scared to go against him, you know. We see him across across from you in the in the opposing lineup. Yeah. Um, he's just one of those types that can get like three to four sacks in a week. So I mean, that's what you're looking for. Yeah, I I love it. I mean, he's probably one of like maybe two rookies that I actually feel comfortable starting this week if I need to. Um, you know, he's still to an extent, still a bit of an unknown and, and the Ravens offensive line is actually, you know, one of the better ones this year. I think we have them ranked as number four going into the season. Plus you got Lamar back there who could be kind of slippery, but I, I still I'm with you. I, I think Will Anderson absolutely should be a starter in most IDP leagues here. And I think if he shows out well this week in a tougher matchup, he he's somebody that's going to be moving up the ranks pretty quickly. Um, I'd imagine. 
imagine for me. So I'm with you. Will Anderson is, is definitely a player to keep an eye on in this one. How about the Texans linebackers? I know we're kind of, we're on the same page here with Denzel Perriman, but um, where where, would you be starting Perriman every week this week or at least for, for this week? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think he's a top 20 option pretty much. I mean, I think me and you are going to be higher on him than most people, but man, I mean, you know, if you got him, smoke him. That's kind of the uh, how I feel about Denzel Perriman because you never know if he's going to stay in the lineup for long. He he does get banged up. That's really the only rub with him. But, boy, the dude knows how to tackle. I mean, look at those numbers there on the screen. Yeah, yeah, he's a beast. He's He barely played last year as well, like you said, right? But it still was posting strong, strong tackle numbers, strong first contact numbers, tackle for loss and no gain rates as well. So I, I do want to see, you know, if we get like equal snap shares for these Texans linebackers between Perriman and, and Christian Harris, they're the expected starters. I have um, Perriman ranked higher, have him as LB 17. So inside that top 20 range, like you said, um, if Perriman gets a larger workload than Harris, or even if it's close enough, this is one of like, like you said, the most effective tacklers in the league. And then you look at D'Amico Ryan's defense as well. He's deployed one of the most um, like tackle friendly defensive schemes uh, during his time at San Francisco. So this, this could be a massive like boost for, for Perriman's IDP, IDP value after last season where it was a little bit down. Right. So I'd be, you know, less excited if it was Christian Harris who emerged as kind of the clear LB one there in terms of snaps, just because he's not nearly as effective, um, or at least he wasn't last year. So we might see that inefficiency kind of hurt the the situation a little bit more. But uh, yeah, like I said, Perriman LB seventeen for me this week. Just expecting that kind of similar snap share between the two, and knowing how effective he can be. Plus. You know, even though the Ravens are expected to pass more this year, they're not going to completely abandon the run game either. So they're so that helps as well for for him because he he's an excellent run defender. Yeah, and I do kind of expect Perriman to um, get less snaps. I think he's more of like a seventy to eighty percent type guy at this point, right? He's a little limited in coverage. Sure. Um, he's but he's thirty now, I think. Um, so I, I could see them giving Christian Harris one hundred percent of the snaps. And letting him work through his, you know, uh, just his mistakes that he's going to make, um, because that team knows where they're going, right? I mean, they, I think they realize they're not competing this year, so I think they're going to let him kind of have a, a decently long leash. But um, we saw the PFF grades last year for Christian Harris; they were not good. I think they were in like the twenty-eight uh, yeah, range, he was the lowest lowest graded linebacker last year. So, I mean, there is a chance, there is that risk with, with him that he could be replaced. Um, mm-hmm. And you see them go with the the other rookie, you know, Henry 20202020202. It's true. It's true. Yeah, they got, they, they, they did spend another pick on an Alabama linebacker to replace their current Alabama linebacker if he does continue to be um, inefficient and ineffective the way he was last season in, in limited action. So, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, I think it, there's definitely a potential there for Harris to play more snaps early on in the season, but hopefully um, Perriman could keep it close and, and uh, yeah, get uh, get those tackles that we think he can do um, yeah. here in 2023. But understand, folks, it don't matter. Like, we still want Perriman at okay. 70% versus whatever Harris is going to give us because, I mean, that dude's yeah. just a, a baller. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, if we I didn't I don't have the player card for Christian Harris last year, but he was performing well under expected. Perriman was the, he was the NFL leader in in tackles over expected in 2021. Even on limited snaps last year, he still performed well in that regard. So I, I'm excited for him this year. I think he could be another IDP resurgence here. Um, other than that, I mean Baltimore, we kind of know right. Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen. Um, Tyus Bowser is not going to play on the edge. Um, he, he's out for this game, so they got Jadevian Clowney and Odafe Owe and, and David Ojabo. Not guys that I'm probably starting this week outside of deeper leagues. But Kyle Hamilton's probably the last one I think that that's super interesting for for IDP if we can, you know get that Derwin-esque usage that we expect from him. Um, I think that, uh, you know, the sky's the limit for him as an IDP because getting utilized in the box as a blitzer, we saw him as a super effective tackler last year as well. Um, just did everything well. Was one of the highest graded safeties in the league, two unlimited snaps. So if we get him in a full-time role now and, and get that ideal box usage, he could be a super interesting IDP. And I, I have him ranked pretty high for this season. Yeah, he feels like a must start going forward. Um, also, don't mind Marcus Williams, you know, his, his right. safety mate back there. I think he's a solid safety two or three for you. We saw him have some monster weeks uh, last year and really was on fire to start the year. Then he got hurt, but still was solid to close. So uh, I don't mind him. Love him in best ball, of course. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it is a really nice matchup. You know, that Texans O-line is ranked 25th, uh, rookie quarterback. I mean, Ajabo and, and Owe, I mean, we'll see what type of snap share they get. But, I mean, that's you can't really ask for a better start to the season. Um, is Marlon Humphrey going to be out for this one? I believe he's questionable. Um, so there hasn't, I haven't seen his status kind of clear up yet. It's still Wednesday. So there's, there's definitely potential there for him to get out there. But, yeah, he's another guy that could be interesting, at least for a cornerback streamer too, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah. And I think Patrick Queen is still, I don't know if you mentioned Patrick Queen, but he's still fine. I mean, mm -hmm. he's he's still a solid, like, I don't really want him as my linebacker, too. But, I mean, he's a fine LB3 start. Yeah, I think that's where he kind of fits in the, the best, right? He's kind of in that LB3 range, because it might not be an every down role. But it was pretty close last year, even when Roquan joined. So we'll see if they keep that going this year. So that'll be uh, that'll be one to watch as well. Um all right, let's let's look at the the 49ers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So for me, I mean, there's a couple things at least with Pittsburgh to start, right? Like the linebacker 2 and the safety 2 for the Steelers are probably the interesting ones to kind of monitor here. Um, you know, I, I feel pretty good about Cole Holcomb kind of being an every down player in this defense or or at least close to it. I'm not betting the house on it or anything just because of how the Steelers deployed their their linebackers last year, but feel better about him now than I did when they signed him this offseason. But the other Steelers linebackers are probably more interesting to monitor between Landon Roberts and, and Quan Alexander. I, I just worry that neither of them will be trustworthy IDPs just based on the usage we saw this preseason, which did favor Quan Alexander just slightly. Um, I'd probably be avoiding both guys this week if I can. I only have uh, Quan Alexander ranked as like LB56. I didn't rank Landon Roberts just trying to avoid those guys if I can. Um, and the same similar situation with the, the, the safeties in Pittsburgh. I trust Minka Fitzpatrick, but 
it's mid, it was mixed usage between Keanu Neal and DeMonte Casey for that second safety spot this preseason. So we'll see how that one shakes out here in week one, because I think there could be potential for like decent box snaps for one of those guys if they can emerge as an every down starter. We just didn't get kind of a clear um, signal either way if one of those guys is going to be the clear starter here in week one. Yep, agree with everything you said there, man. Also, I think Joey Porter Jr. could be someone that's very relevant for us in, in quarterback uh, required leagues. You know, he's his dad is uh, Joey Porter. <laughs> got that dog yep. in him. <laughs> he's got the dog. That's right. Yeah, he's going to be a lot of fun, man. I, I I can't wait to see him. He looks pretty fun. Um, and yeah, I, I'd be willing to stream him for sure. And and look, it, you know, a decent match matchup against San Francisco. I know we'll see how Brock Purdy does. Um, back as the 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 starter here for Week One, and I know they're potentially missing some guys on offense, but yeah, I I, I still like that as a potential streaming option. And then look defensive line we know who they are we're firing up tj watt alex highsmith cam hayward those guys are going to play for us but on the san francisco side nick bosa was looking like potentially he was going to continue his holdout maybe not play in this game uh today san francisco made him the highest defensive player a highest paid defensive player of all time he signed a five-year 170 million dollar contract this is a weekly top five edge, so we don't really have to, you know, analyze too much for Nick Bosa. We're starting him up reg regardless of matchup. Um, on the other edge, though, Drake Jackson, kind of an interesting one to monitor this year. See if he gets, like, you know, maybe a much bigger role than what he had as a rookie. I think there's opportunity there for him. Um, but then, yeah, I love Javon Hargrave still, regardless of matchup. And, and Eric Armstead, maybe a nice play um, in deeper leagues at defensive tackle as well. Yeah. Yeah. Talano Hufanga. I mean, he's a, he's right. a great play at safety. And then um, they have some pretty good corners too there. Charvarius Ward. Mm -hmm. He's, he was really solid last year. He's always been solid. Uh, and then uh, Diamador Lenore, one of the more yeah. fun names to say, but uh, <laughs> he was, he was really good too. in, in cornerback leagues. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like both of those guys. I had them both, I think ranked inside my top 24 corners ward. I had pretty high. I think I had him like CB three going into this year. Cause um, yeah, I love him. I think he's an excellent IDP. Um, and yeah, Hufanga, another great one. I think I have him at safety 13 heading into this week. So right on the fringes of that safety one range, he is questionable. I think him and Deshaun Gibson are both questionable. Um, they picked up those tags today. So hopefully at least one of them plays, if not that, you know, that's like the rookie Jair Brown, um, and uh, I think George Odom is the other backup there. So probably not guys that we're going to start until we actually see it from them. And then we, of course, know the linebackers, Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw. Um, we're going to be starting them every week as well. All right, let's go to the Carolina Panthers at the Atlanta Falcons. Adam, what do you think about this uh, Jeremy Chin situation heading into 2023? Is he somebody that, you're interested in for this season or even for this week at all no i was uh i wasn't really into him last year i was telling everyone that they need to get rid of him he's no good i didn't trust him uh just something about him i don't know man he's just i don't know i just don't think he's a good person <laughs> <laughs> i just I, th I thought the hype was a little bit overrated you know and, and that's just um yeah. anytime we see these safeties get i don't know hyped up like that in in whatever community you're in uh it's it's always a good idea to, to sell i mean it's just they the shelf life 
year to year. Uh, you never know. You just never know. I mean, it's always anytime you can cash out top dollar, you should do it. And that's kind of the story of Jeremy Chin, you know, came in ultra productive right away. Uh, and then it's just been a steady decline ever since. And now he's kind of getting um, messed around on snaps. Like, you know, I know it's preseason and maybe the, the coach just doesn't want to show what they're doing, but it's, it's not great. And, and I mean, there are other good safeties there. I mean, it's a crowded safety room with Xavier Woods and Von Bell. It's just, um, I don't know. I, he wasn't someone that I was targeting. I mean, the ADP hasn't made sense for a while in my opinion. So, uh, no, don't, don't like Jeremy Chin. Although now would be a, a, a chance to potentially maybe get back in. Right. I mean, uh, he's been worse so much forever. Mm-hmm. Now, if someone is scared, if, if he does start the year out and is getting like 60 to 70% of the snaps, I mean, people are going to be terrified of this dude. Um, and, and willing to sell, I think maybe for, for a lot less than what they, they would have. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, if you're a believer in chin, yeah, now would absolutely be the time I think to get in on him because I mean, the look, the preseason usage was definitely concerning, right? Like he played very limited snaps, even when the rest of the starters were on there, he was rotating on and off for an extra pass rusher played primarily in the slot while Xavier Woods and Von Bell man, the two starting safety spots. So there's pretty much no chance of starting chin this week. He's just not worth it. If that playing time is less than 70% of snaps and even if it's like 80% of snaps, there are so many more safeties that we can start each week that are playing 100% of snaps. So it's not worth it. If, if Atlanta only plays 50 offensive plays, you're screwed, right, with Chin because he's not coming near the production opportunities that are needed to be of that weekly starter. So I'm with you. I'm, I'm out on Chin for this week. But yeah, it, again, if you're a believer in him, now would be a decent time to kind of buy low. But um yeah, just, just things aren't looking good right now for Chin. So other than that, Carolina, Brian Burns, questionable, still holding out potentially. I, that's kind of concerning as well if he's going to play or not. We hate that because it, it leaves a lot of question marks about, you know, heading into the week if that situation doesn't clear it up. Hopefully with the Nick Bosa contract coming in, maybe, you know, we start to see some of these other guys sign and, and Brian Burns obviously being um, one of the top guys as well. So we'll see what happens there. But um yeah, a little bit concerned for for Brian Burns this week. He is listed as questionable. He did it in a weird way, right? I mean, he did all the training camp. He did all the mm-hmm. offseason stuff. And then he's holding out now. Yeah. Like, yeah. just kind of odd. I mean, if you're the Panthers, do you kind of regret not doing that trade with the Rams? You know, I mean, I like Brian Burns. I think we all like mm-hmm. Brian Burns. But I don't like Brian Burns enough to pay him – 25 30 million i don't think yeah. especially that carolina team who I, I mean i don't i don't think they're contending for a while at least i mean maybe right. i mean, maybe 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 young is way better than we think but um i don't know i just feel like the that offer that they apparently got from the rams man it, it looks like two firsts or something yeah i think so and the rams yeah. it's not a franchise that's going anywhere <laughs> those would have been high picks yeah, I don't know what the Rams were thinking there. <laughs> They're just throwing picks away at this point. I mean, yeah, Brian Burns maybe would have helped them like with the roster that they have. You look at that defense now, though, and it would have been him and Aaron Donald and literally yeah. nobody else. So uh, right now it's just Aaron Donald and nobody else. But yeah, I, I, I'm with you. It is. It's a weird situation to start the holdout now. I don't know if it's going to affect him for week one. We'll 
we'll see. We still got a few days here before they actually have to play, but um, it's at least something to kind of keep on the radar because there's not really too many defensive linemen in Carolina that are worth kind of targeting other than him. So, um, yeah, I love the Panthers linebackers as well. Frankie Louvu, Shaq Thompson, you know, again, this week as well against a run-heavy team like Atlanta. I think there's opportunity there for decent production for them. Um, but let's look at the Falcons quickly here because – uh, Troy, Troy Anderson and Caden Ellis, I think their deployment is going to be an interesting one to watch. You get their new defensive coordinator there, Ryan Nielsen, coming over from New Orleans. So that's where Caden Ellis played last year, and he did play a little bit on the edge. He had some more blitz opportunities there. That's how he led all linebackers in sacks last season. So maybe that potential for Ellis to play on the edge and get those uh, pass rush snaps is still there. Um, but I do, at least for tackle production opportunities i have a troy anderson ranked a little bit higher until we see kind of exactly what that usage and, and deployment looks like in atlanta but how about you? you 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 like both these guys one of them none of them no i love them both dude i'm ate up with them uh was drafting the hell out of them this off season uh troy anderson was lb 28 in these idp only best balls we were doing wow. Um, and folks, I, I've been referencing those a lot. Uh, we did about 75 IDP only best balls this off season uh, and collected all the ADP and everything from it. So we got some really good data. We had some really good drafters. Like it was every draft was for money. So people were locked in. Uh, you know, it was none of that silly mock shit that people trying to use as ADP. Um, yeah. But yeah, Kane Ellis, I mean, another just amazing value. He was LB 33. Um that dude averaged 16.7 points per game weeks 10 through 18. That was LB 10 over that stretch. So I think he's a rock solid LB two this year. Um, yeah. You like them both, I, I guess as well. Yeah. I like them a decent amount. If I'm, if I'm getting them as yeah, my LB, I'm, a lot of the times they're my LB three. Um, yeah. just because of the way that the drafts have shaken out. So um, Ellis I've noticed has gone a little bit higher. I've been a little bit higher on Anderson, but Either one really, I think, has the potential here, and and I think the deployment could be nice for them um, both this season. I think they should both play near every down rolls. Yeah, and they're they're perfect linebackers for the way we draft, right? Because we want to kind of load up on those elite edge guys early and mm -hmm. often, and then you have, I've talked about it on, on the IDP show a lot, but man, those those linebackers like twenty four to like forty eight, it's just mm -hmm. so good, so good. There's no sense in spending up for a linebacker this year. I kind of yeah. like the idea of getting like one bona fide stud in the first three rounds, uh, you know, whether it be like Roquan Foyer um, in the first, Devin White, maybe into the second, Bobby Wagner, but then just waiting and getting a, a handful of those types, the Caden yeah. Ellis's, the Troy Anderson's, the Levante David's, the um, Aziz Alshier was in that range. He's kind of been, you know, hmm. everyone's in on him now, but um David Long, Jerome Baker, I mean, Kaiser White. There's just so many good ones. Yeah, there, there's literally a ton. And and yeah, that that's that's the range to kind of do it, right? Because it's just, again, especially for redraft leagues, right? Like I get it for best ball. People want to kind of aim a little bit higher for, for linebackers because they can't actually go out and replace them on the waiver wire on best ball. Redraft, you, you just got to pay attention to the waiver wire. You'll be able to get, you know, next man up and that production is going to be pretty close from, you know, what we usually would get from our starters. Right. So that that's the main thing for me when I do redraft leagues is just waiting on linebacker, get some of those values later on and just load up on, on the high end edges. So yeah, we're, we're, we're the exact same there. I didn't sure. even mention Denzel Perriman. 
That was, that's a pair was another one for sure. He was yeah. way late. Yeah. He was my favorite <laughs> of, of the group. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's go to uh, the battle of Ohio here. Cincinnati Bengals at the Cleveland Browns. Um, I think, you know, the main thing that I'm watching for in this game is that Browns linebacker deployment. So again, kind of coming back to the linebackers a little bit, but it was a total pain in the ass last year. We never knew who to trust week to week, at least, you know, maybe with Jim Schwartz coming in, we could potentially get some more stability in that rotation. I'd expect it to be Anthony Walker and Jeremiah Wusukoromoa as the snap leaders. I'm just hoping that it is a clear deployment, um, but I'm not overly optimistic that it will be. There's probably going to be some Sioni Taki Taki mixed in there as well, but um, that that's going to be the main thing that I'm watching for is the Browns linebackers to see if we can get anybody that we can trust this year because last year there was nobody. Yeah, I agree, and I think – I think we could see solid year from uh, JOK. Mm-hmm. I mean, and at, and at this point, like everyone's kind of out on him anyway, so it's not like he costs that much. I'm pretty sure he right. was like being drafted like in the linebacker 35 to 45 range. So, yeah. people are kind of fatigued with him. Um, I I was scooping up a ton of Anthony Walker, but mm-hmm. you know, you never know. like that's always that dude's get, gets banged up all the time too. Like you, you never know. Um, but yeah, one of those teams that I'm just not really excited about. Yeah. Um, at linebacker at least. So on the defensive line, I mean I'm 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 pumped. I mean that, that team is a lot of fun now. You know, Miles Garrett, Zadarius Smith, um Obo. Uh, he he's he could have a really nice year there as as that that third guy. Um and he actually may be kind of good, dude. I mean, looking at what he's done uh from a PFF standpoint, seventy five point one overall PFF grade. And this is Obo Okoronkwo. Uh, probably not pronounced that right. <laughs> that's actually pretty good. That is, I think that's exactly how you pronounce it. <laughs> that might be the best I've ever done. Honestly, I, yeah. I usually let Bob handle that name because um, he's a former Rams guy. Uh, yeah. But yeah, seventy-five point one overall PFF grade. That was 29th best among edge rushers. Posted a thirteen point four percent pressure rate in twenty twenty-two. That was um, that was up from his career pressure rate of twelve point nine percent. So I mean. Pretty good, man. And if something were to happen to Zaria Smith, you know, which he's, I think, approaching thirty, might be there. Mm-hmm. Um, he could, he could be very good. I mean, he could be someone that we look up and has ten sacks. Yeah, yeah. He he's a really fun player and 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 really good. He's a decent pass rusher, right? And they're gonna get him out on the field too, right? Like when they get to those third down obvious passing situations. I think it's, they've already talked about, you know, moving Zadarius Smith inside and, and playing Okoronkwo as that uh, third edge, basically opposite miles Garrett while Zadarius Smith rushes from the interior. So there's going to be potential there. I, I love what the Browns did with their defensive line this off season. I've talked about it a bunch of times, but you know, adding those three new key contributors who all had pass rush grades above 79 last year, Zadarius Smith, Obo Okoronkwo, and Dalvin Tomlinson as well. So I, I think they will be a much better team at generating pressure this season, which should also help Miles Garrett keep racking up sacks. You know, maybe we get two Browns defensive linemen that hit double digit sacks in the same season uh, for the first time in forever. That would be nice. But yeah, o- Oboe, maybe more in deeper leagues to start off. But if something happens, obviously with Garrett or Zadarius Smith, that's one of those situations where the next man up would be more interesting um, for a defensive line replacement um, for IDP. Yep. Also interested in Juan Thornhill. I mean, he's someone that, you know, maybe a, a fine DB four or five in your deeper leagues. Um, although, I mean, do you 
have any clarity on that situation. I know they have Rodney McLeod there as well. Does it seem yeah. like Thornhill is going to be, is it going to be Thornhill and Delpit, do you think? Yeah, it looks like it's Thornhill and Delpit. Um, I think Rodney McLeod was playing with the backups um, in the preseason. So Thornhill looks like he'll be set as the starter. Delpit was dealing with an injury, but he's healthy now. Um, he's not on the injury report. And he's, he's somebody that I've been high on this this offseason as well, because I, I like Jim Schwartz's defense to play you know, more of that single high look. So Thornhill may be playing more of the deep role, but Grant Delpit should get a lot more opportunity down in the box as well. So uh, love that for him too. Yeah, sorry, Josh. I think Josh has a lot of Rodney McLeod. So. Does he? <laughs> yeah. Just wanted yeah. to get that in there for him. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Hopefully, maybe he'll get an injury or something, and he'll uh, he'll be able to get him in the, into his lineup. <laughs> That's right. Let's yeah. root for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, for the Bengals, I mean, this is a team that really ha- the only thing that's changed for them was their safety situation, right? Just Jesse Bates and Von Bell are out. Nick Scott comes in as a potential starter here. It looks like he's going to be the starter with Dax Hill um, as well. So I thought, you know, maybe Jordan Battle would have a chance to be a week one starter as a rookie, but was not the case. Nick Scott wins the role and look, he's going to be a decent IDP, I think, um, because it, these guys play every down um, the way the Bengals use their safeties. And one of them is going to have maybe a potential for more box snaps than the other, whoever gets that Von Bell role. We don't, we didn't get like exact clarity on that in the preseason, but we should get that a little bit here in, in week one, at least to, to maybe get an idea of which one to target uh, more. If we're, if we're looking to start one of these guys. Yeah, totally agree. That's, that's exactly what I said here. Just one of those wait and see approaches. Let's see how they produce. Pro, let's see how they produce. Let's see how they're used. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I think that there's going to be, you know, probably some IDP goodness there. Um, we've seen it in that safety uh, room for what four or five years now at this point. Uh, also, I like Cam Taylor Britt quite a bit this year. Um, I've been scooping him up pretty much in all my cornerback leagues. Um, he was pretty productive down the stretch. Seems like a, a one of those cornerbacks that's, that's pretty good at tackling. Um, so I, I I like him quite a bit as a, as a cornerback target. Nice. Yeah, it's a good call. Um, all right, let's go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Minnesota Vikings. Adam, what is it in this game that that's got, caught your eye? Well, I mean, it's definitely going to be the linebacker situation there in Minnesota. I know that's exactly what you're uh, <laughs> thinking about too. Um, I mean, I, Ivan Pace Jr. He was, he was insanely impressive in the preseason. I mean, we, there was great buzz the entire camp and the room is just not scary. I mean, it's, yeah. it's Jordan Hicks and it's Brian Asamoah and the coach is a hard ass uh, I mean, this is like Ivan Pace Jr. would is the perfect type of player for yeah. Flores. You know, one of these undrafted guys like that's going to play well with someone <laughs> like Flores. You know, he's going to want it. Like he, it's going to it's going to make him feel good to get this undrafted guy out there ahead of this third round pick that you know from the previous <laughs> year. Um, but I, I don't know. It's it's I've picked up Ivan Pace Jr. in uh, plenty of leagues at this point. Um, I am kind of scared about Osamoa. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, man. I mean, how do you feel about it? Yeah, this is this is a group I, for at least for week one. I'm I'm essentially completely avoiding even Jordan Hicks. Really, I think he's the highest ranked for me. But I put him at LB fifty just to kind of again tell everybody else to kind of avoid him. Just I just don't love 
like this Flores defense for tackle production already. And now you add in like the kind of messiness to the situation here with Ivan Pace emerging. And, you know, maybe Asamoah at least starts the season ahead of him. And, and Ivan Pace is really just kind of the third linebacker there. Who knows? The preseason didn't really tell us that much for the situation. But, um, you know, I think if we factor in, you know, pace a little bit into this defense, it's going to cut into the snaps of somebody. It's either Asamoa or Jordan Hicks, right? So it's a situation basically I'm avoiding completely for week one. Um, and we know this is typically more of like a one linebacker system as well and, and more man coverages, more blitzing. So all of that kind of stuff sinks tackle efficiency. So a bit of an avoid for me. Um, I, yeah, but I, I do love Ivan Pace and I hope that uh, he becomes IDP relevant right now. Just happy that he made an NFL roster and uh, and looks good doing it. So um what else do we have Minnesota? So just staying in Minnesota here, Harrison Smith is probably the guy that I like a lot because of this Flores defense. Um, probably the main beneficiary of it for me, just coming in uh, potentially more single high looks um, for the defense. So I think Harrison Smith makes the most sense to come down, play a lot of the box snaps and get some of those blitz opportunities as well. So he's been somebody that I'm higher on this year and I know he's getting older, but that also pushed his ADP like way down the, the, the board. So he was a, a value to scoop up um, for, for most of this off season. So um, other than that defensive line, Daniil Hunter, and I know we're both kind of still in on, on Marcus Davenport, the potential resurgence there um, for Davenport. We'll see what happens. I, I, I kind of believe that it's there's potential there for him on a new team. The pass rush metrics were still there last season, not as much as they were in 2021. But um, there's room for positive regression here for Marcus Davenport. Yeah, I'm with you. I think he's a fine edge 3-4 on most weeks. This is a tough matchup here against yeah. Tristan Wirfs, but... Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to be surprised if we see Marcus Davenport have, you know, somewhere between seven and nine sacks this year. Yes. Let's get it. Would love that. Yeah. Um, and then Tampa Bay, the linebackers, we know Levante, David, Devin white, not too much to go into there. The safety, we mostly know Antoine Winfield, um, but then Ryan Neal's coming in now as a starter. He's somebody that I like as well that I think could get a decent amount of usage in the box. Um, so somebody that I've been higher on, I think I have my safety seven this week. So I'm a lot higher on him for, uh, for this year or for this week as well. So um, anything else for, for this game stand out for you? Yeah. I, I love both those calls. I said with Antoine Winfield, it doesn't matter where he lines up mm -hmm. some people, you know, well, I know we do care about the box snaps and all that stuff. It doesn't matter in his, in his case. I mean, that dude is going to produce wherever he is. Um, Love Ryan Neal. I think he's a rock-solid safety, too, this year. Carlton Davis is a strong cornerback uh, 1-2 in true position leagues. Um, I haven't really been targeting a lot of Shaq Barrett or Joe Tryon, but, I mean, I, I think both of them are fine edge 3-4 plays this week. I know the the O-line rank is is kind of middle of the pack, 15th overall. Um, but Kirk Cousins was sacked 46 times last season, so that was tied for third most in the NFL. So, I mean... You know, we could see Shaq Barrett or Joe try and get to him. Um, Vita Vea, he's a fine defensive tackle, too. What about Kalijah uh, Kansi? Do you think that we see him early on? or I would hope so. I think there's a chance that we see him maybe more as like a pass rush specialist early. Like, and maybe they use like Greg Gaines or like a, as a run defender, even though Greg Gaines not like a great run defender, or at least he wasn't last year. Um, I think there's, there's going to be a role for him, maybe in like big play leagues. 
but yeah, he's somebody that I like quite a bit. Kalijah Kansi, at least coming out of college anyways. And um, it, it's a decent landing spot for him because yeah, Greg Gaines, not great. I think there's opportunity. Vita Vea is going to get his snaps because he's, he's Vita Vea, but um, yeah, I, I week one, I'm probably not starting Kalijah Kansi, but I think there's definitely potential there for him to be an option this year. Yeah, I agree. I think Kansi's one of those guys that we can, we could maybe see, you know, uh, as like a, top 10 defensive tackle here by the end of this season. Nice. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Cause look, he was getting the Aaron Donald comparisons. If he comes out and is even close to that uh, as a rookie, what Aaron Donald did, I mean, we will definitely be excited about that. So I'm with you. Kalaja can't see an exciting player and we don't get a lot of those on the defensive interior. So um, definitely somebody to kind of keep an eye out for, for defensive tackle required leagues. Um, all right, let's go to the Tennessee Titans at the New Orleans Saints. Uh, you mentioned him earlier, Aziz Al-Shaeer. He's the new LB1 here in Tennessee. I'm good with starting him this week. I think I have him as LB25, so a little bit lower than I probably usually would, but he's at least startable for, for anybody. You don't have to consider him in that range. It's just where everybody else kind of fell in the rankings. Um I think the interesting one here is, is the defensive line for, for Tennessee because Harold Landry should be back um, locked in as a weekly starter. I have him as edge 15. I know he's coming off the torn ACL, but this is a volume monster, right? Coming off injury is always tough, but Tennessee leans on these guys heavily, right? So he could be out there and play 900 to potentially even a thousand snaps if he can stay healthy because he's done it before and they've, they've got that from him. And if he even starts to show a little bit of improvement as a pass rusher, I mean, those, those numbers can be massive. They could be Max Crosby esque, right? So um, yeah, we, we love, I love Harold Landry. Jeffrey Simmons is the other one in DT required leagues who, who are pretty excited about it. I know you're interested in, in Arden Kia. He's somebody that I love like as a deep flyer as well um i think there's potential for him i've been adding him where i can as well so interesting team tennessee yeah i, I with the harold landry i mean his injury you know he's already had like a full year to recover it happened i think in the preseason yeah. last last year so yeah and everyone says that the guy looks great the guy was clearly clearly working his ass off you know uh, when he was recovering so yeah he's like one of the few people that i'm uh drafting that's recovering from a from a major injury basically everyone else like the jordan brooks or sean gary um shaq barrett no mm -hmm. i don't want any of them but yeah harold landry yeah I'm, I'm not really worried about him like you said i mean should get tons of volume he's always been a guy that uh, has a really nice tackle floor i mean the guy he's out there a ton he, he is kind of like a, a little bit of a he was at least a little bit of like a max crosby light you know yeah. So Max with one X. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I like that call. Um, Danico Autry, the guys right. continuing to ball. I mean, he's a fine, you know, edge three, four for you. Um, and then Amani Hooker, I know a guy that we we both kind of like. I mean, he's he's someone that has struggled to stay healthy, but he's productive when he's out there. And uh, he was playing a ton of slot last year, so mm -hmm. um, that's a, that's a nice little role for IDP production, right? Yeah, I'm with you. Kevin Byard as well. And then we didn't mention the LB2 in Tennessee, but it looks like Jack Gibbons is going to play that role. 
I don't know how big that LB2 role is going to be in Tennessee. We don't expect it to be a full-time role because this was one of the more dime-heavy teams in the league last year. And look, Jack Gibbons isn't necessarily a, you know, a, a known commodity in the NFL and somebody that they'll probably want to play in an every-down role. So I'd expect maybe closer to you know, that 60 to 70% of snap range for him. So probably just a deep league play there for, for Jack Gibbons. Um, and then on the New Orleans side, I like the defensive line matchup. I mean, PFF's 32nd ranked offensive line is the Tennessee Titans this year. So these guys, I think Cameron Jordan, Carl's, Carl Granderson, typically probably going to be on the fringes of weekly starters all year. But I, I think you'd want them in these plus matchups and and potential for, for kind of these big blow up games because they're going to have a few throughout the season but maybe not as consistent as some of the other high-end edges but this is one where i I think i i I really like the matchup for for cameron jordan and carl granderson yeah i agree i mean granderson was pretty good last year 12.8 points per game weeks 10 through 18 that was 30th among all edge rushers um and then yeah i mean cameron jordan just uh always a, a great option always always he's always been slept on dude even to this point you know he's still someone that i think you can get him as like your third edge just because i mean he is 34 but he's still producing yeah yeah he's a vault he's another one of those guys that this doesn't leave the field right they just roll him out there and he does what he does and and gets production by default basically just by playing so many snaps so um you do love that for cameron jordan and then uh linebackers demario davis pete werner I think it'll be good to see kind of Pete Werner command that LB2 snap share consistently again. You know, he got hurt last year, kind of ended up mixing and matching with Caden Ellis after that. But before he got hurt, he was a really solid IDP before that injury. So uh, even better than Demario Davis, um, who played more snaps than him during that span. So Pete Werner is somebody that I'm still pretty high on for for IDP, and I think he could be a nice uh Nice producer here, especially even in week one against Tennessee, who's one of the more run heavy teams in the league. Demario Davis had some type of like soft tissue injury, I think, mm-hmm. early on in camp. And I, I haven't I haven't got any updates on it lately or looked okay. into it, but just something to, you know, he is he is up there. He's he's very old himself. Um <laughs> that team is old as hell. I mean, they have, you know, some of their key defenders are like our age. It's kind yeah, of uh yeah. Not a great spot to be in. Um, Don't want to be RH, though. No, no. It's the worst. Uh, Honey Badger, someone that he deserves more love. Uh, I think he's a rock-solid safety, too, this year. He had three 20-point games in 2022. That was tied for fifth most among all defensive backs. Also, don't mind Marcus May. I mean, he's someone that you can get pretty much for free. Uh, He's a solid safety three, I think. And then one of my favorite cornerback targets is Elante Taylor. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Taylor's a good call because, yeah, he'll probably get an opportunity in that slot role as well. So definitely somebody that you can you can plug in there in cornerback required leagues, and he should be a solid producer for sure. Um, all right, let's go to one more 1 o'clock game here, and that's the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Adam, this game, anything interesting for you, um, at least for, for week one? Yeah, I mean... Trayvon Walker, what's he look like in year two? I mean, that's 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 a big one. Devin Lloyd, what's he look like oh, in year man. two? You know, after um, 
It is. It's a, Devin Lloyd's always a, a good reminder. He's good. It's good to humble all of us. That dude started <laughs> started out red hot last year, like the first four weeks, tearing it up uh, in the in the uh, on the stat sheet. PFF grades were fantastic. Yeah, uh, your boy was out here crowning him as like LB one. <laughs> And then uh, week five comes and yeah. uh, this guy stinks. Maybe I don't know. We we don't know. So yeah, just it was a lot. It was a roller coaster of emotions last year with Devin Lloyd. So uh, rooting rooting for him to you know be that linebacker too there. But he does have Chad Muma breathing down his neck. So I mean, he's not someone that I've targeted at all this off season. Um, I don't think I have. I don't think I drafted any shares of Devin Lloyd, even though he wasn't really that. I mean, he was going like in the LB 30, mm-hmm. probably to 40 range. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's not terrible. But still, like we mentioned, there's just way too many better options. Like yeah. Kaiser White's going after this guy. I want Kaiser White every day. They're just not, yeah. you know, there's just too much risk there with Devin Lloyd. Yeah, it, it's the, it, that, that's exactly what it is, right? It's the risk. We don't know how stable that job is going to be. We saw it taken away from him last year. Chad Muma stealing snaps, right? So we'll see if, if it's going to be the same thing this year, if those guys share the, the LB2 role. But, I mean, hopefully, at, at least some of the stuff that I saw this offseason was that they're going to they're gonna give him the chance again to kind of be that every down guy. So we'll see if that actually comes true or not. But, yeah, I, it's just there's too much risk there because we did see it get taken away already from us. So we're we're kind of uh, we've been burned before at least. So yeah, Jacksonville. Other than him, I mean, look, Foye Luicon. We know we're starting every week. This guy's like a locked in top three, you know, IDP tackler here. He's he's an absolute machine. But he's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, yeah, the other one, Josh Allen, is interesting to me on on the edge. I, you know, it's not necessarily the best matchup against the Colts but I still have him as edge 10 right now I just think the volume and the pass rush metrics are hard to bet against here even against that potentially top 10 offensive line um but yeah Josh Allen would be somebody that I I would still be playing um in most leagues yeah definitely I mean contract year I mean he's I think Mm -hmm. 20 is he 26 27 I mean he should be entering his prime I mean yeah He's going to be getting paid uh, uh, somewhere. I don't know if I don't know what Jacksonville does there. Right. Maybe. Yeah. It's year five, right? So yeah, this is yeah, this is a big year. So I, I mean, it would make they don't other than Trayvon Walker. Look, it, it's not going to be Caleb on Chase on that they pay and 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 use as their edge one, right? So I I think Josh Allen makes sense for somebody that they could pay. I think he could have a big year this year. I know he's only hit double digit sacks once in his four year career so far, but all the metrics point to him potentially getting up over that hump again this year. So um, I, I, I love the potential for him. I think he could be a double-digit sack player, so still high on him. And I, I think the Jaguars should, would be smart to, to kind of keep him in-house, um, especially with Trayvon Walker, who is definitely still developing and, and coming into his prime. It might not be this year necessarily, but next year as well, if you can have the two of them in their prime like that, um, that's, a, that's a pretty lethal combination. So definitely excited for him. Um, Shaq Leonard for the Colts, just moving over to that team. I don't know if this man's ever going to get healthy. Um, if he isn't, he's still in the concussion protocol, I believe. But if he doesn't play, it's going to be Zaire Franklin and EJ Speed um, as the linebackers there in Indian in Indianapolis. Have you drafted any Shaq Leonard this year? No, no, not at all. 
Yeah. I wish I would have drafted more EJ speed. I mean, I did not believe at all in Shaq Leonard staying healthy, so I probably should have done that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm just out on Shaq Leonard, dude. It's uh, ever since he changed his name. <laughs> That's just true. It's all just all been Darius downhill. was much better. <laughs> yeah, we want Darius back, dude. Come on. Yeah, I know, I know. It's it's been a bummer. Hopefully, he could get back to to Darius levels of production again, but. We'll see. Um, People still that, loved him, though. I mean, he was still going way too high. And, like, early on, eventually, like, everyone kind of was like, all right, we're going to stop drafting this guy. I think it eventually settled, like, in the 20 to 30 range. But still, like, I had that dude ranked, like, as linebacker 40, I think. Just someone that I'm just not touching unless he just really falls to me. Um, yeah, that's just – that's how I, I'm the same way with, like, Jordan Brooks, all those types that are mm-hmm. that are going to be – recovering from injury or have been dealing with injuries their entire career. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. It's just, it, again, there's, there's a lot of risk there and, and the cost was still mostly too high for most of this off season. The back injury stuff is, is scary as well, but yeah. Um, yeah. Indianapolis. I, I mean, I, I like Julian Blackman. He should be playing that strong safety role in Gus Bradley's defense, which could be create some nice tackle production. So he's been somebody that I've been in on this off season. Um, but and and Quiddy Pay, I love Quiddy Pay. DeForest Buckner for DT yep. required leagues, even DL leagues, um, is a solid play. And, and Samson Ebucam maybe for deeper leagues, I think has some potential there because he's he's a solid pass rusher as well off the edge. Yep. Yeah. Kenny Moore. I mean, Kenny he's. Moore. I, I expect him to bounce back. Um, last year was I'm pretty sure the worst year of his career fantasy wise. Dallas Flowers in right. leagues that retor, uh, reward return yards. Uh, I think he's going to be starting at corner and also getting the return yard work. So, I mean, he could be a nice little cheat code for you. Grover Stewart, he's a fine option in DT required leagues. And then, yeah, I, I mentioned what type of role does Ebucam get. And then uh, Deo uh, O'Day Ingbo. O'Day Ingbo. Yeah. <laughs> that he, I mean, he was solid last year too. I mean, yeah. they have they have an interesting little rotation. How is that going to get cut up? Yeah. Um, we'll, be, we'll be interested in that for sure. Nice. Love it. All right. Before we keep going uh, with more, uh, let's get a quick shout out in here from our friends at DraftKings. Can you believe we've had seven months without an NFL game? Crazy, right? Well, good thing that's over. NFL is here and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you uh, a can't miss offer for week one. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just $5 on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everyone up with game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day with this September. Check the app to see what you get. Download now and use code PFF to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting 5 bucks. That's code PFF only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem uh, gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, cdkng.co slash football for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposits restrictions apply. 
All right, back to the games here. The Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears are next up on the list. Um, I have a few things kind of noted here. So I'll, I'll start with maybe the safeties this time in Green Bay. So Rudy Ford is another maybe one of those under the radar starters at, at the safety position. Him and Darnell Savage are looking to be the, the starters in, in Green Bay. Not Nothing too exciting here, at least for where I have them ranked. I have them like safety 40 and safety 58. There's just so many of these guys. So I want to see them show us something first before plugging them into any kind of lineups. But uh, at least for, again, deeper leagues, uh, Rudy Ford and Darnell Savage could be potential options there for safety. Um, but the main thing I think for Green Bay, Quay Walker versus Devondre Campbell is kind of the, been the big um discussion this offseason I, I know so many people were drafting quay walker over devondre campbell this year and, and i get that you know he's younger he's more exciting he's the first round pick um heading into year two I, i'm just i guess still skeptical that he's taken over that lb1 job here in green bay already um especially considering you know devondre campbell's still a very good linebacker in his own right also much more experienced so while it's bound to you know happen at some point that that uh, Quay Walker takes over. I don't know that it's this year. Um, I'd probably be pretty shocked if it was week one here, but hey, you never know. Um, I have Campbell ranked as LB12. I have Quay Walker uh, a little bit lower than that, but still think it's like one clear every down role in Green Bay and maybe one like 80% range role. Um, but how about you? How, how are you treating these um, linebackers here in Green Bay? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I do kind of like Quay Walker quite a bit. I mean, Devondre Campbell was was um, kind of a bummer, honestly. Like, I mean, uh, he he got hurt. So, I mean, how much of that was uh, him just not being right and uh, his usual self? I don't know. Um, but, I mean, you know, he's got another good linebacker there to contend with. Um, I like the upside of Quay Walker. I think Devondre Campbell, though, is your more, like, steady, like, tackle guy right mm -hmm. quay walker though could be the type that does both get you the tackles right. and the big plays i've i've said recently on the on the uh, idp show that i would not be surprised if we uh get to the end of the year and we all kind of consider quay walker as like a linebacker three in dynasty a top mm -hmm. three linebackers you know um it's just it's uh, you could easily see it i mean devin white could could continue to suck pff wise i mean nick bolton could take a step back with all these damn linebackers there i mean there there's there's definitely room for someone to uh move up there foyer's getting older now foyer's i think going to be 28 by the time next year you know rolls around uh roquan's 27 at this point so i mean there's there's potential for one of these young guys to to vault up there into the top and quay walker's a really good candidate um but i mean both of them fine options i didn't really draft a lot of them because i mean i'm in a lot of leagues with you know freaks like you and josh and you guys are all super high on devondre and i i get it i do like him but like we mentioned there's just so many linebackers that i love uh in those mid rounds that i just i don't get attached to any of them i just take whichever one falls but yeah, yeah. devondre is a is a great option this year um i mean it's a really good week for for the Packers uh, defense. That Bears mm -hmm. O line is ranked twenty first according to PFF. Justin Fields was sacked fifty five times <laughs> last year. That was tied for first with Russell Wilson. Yeah. So I mean, Rashawn Gary, he's going to be on a pitch count, but I mean, he could he could get a sack or two, you know, on on fifteen to twenty pass rush snaps. <laughs> um, I'm not going to start him, but right. 
that could happen. Preston Smith, I mean, he's a, I think he's a solid edge two three this week. Kenny um, Kenny Clark, mm-hmm. uh, he's like a solid defensive tackle too. Just because again, Justin Fields gets sacked <laughs> all the time, um, so I don't mind that. I mean, I'm not going to start someone like Lucas Van Ness or um, right. anything like that. But yeah, I, I expect that we see Fields to, to get sacked a little bit this week. So <laughs> you can do worse yeah. than, than this group. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's definitely a nice matchup to try to take advantage here, uh, take advantage of here, especially for those those Packers on the defensive line. And I'm, yeah, I'm with you. I'm not starting Rashawn Gary because of the pitch count thing, um, but he's definitely somebody that I, I've been high on for for Dynasty. He has all the pass rush metrics behind him as well. So hope he can get back healthy. But I'm not starting him for for at least a few weeks until we start to see it from him. But um, in, in Chicago, at least. I, Looking at their defensive line, not a unit that I really care for. Even Yannick Ngakwe, probably like deep leagues only. He's going to line up against David Bakhtiari this week. Um, Bakhtiari was the fifth best pass blocking offensive tackle last year. Didn't allow a single quarterback hit or sack all season long. Um, and Gawkway is also coming off his lowest pass, pass rush grade of his career, 56.9, despite hitting those double digit sacks again. But we know sacks aren't stable the pass rush metrics are so don't chase those sacks year to year so not a defensive line that that's over interesting uh for me at least outside of like super deep leagues yeah i said i said yannick is like a edge three four type uh and someone i'm only starting in deeper leagues but boy oh boy not much on this defensive line to get excited about <laughs> yeah it's rough man. So, <laughs> i'm with you very tough scene um obviously though i mean we love TJ Edwards. We love mm-hmm. Brisker, uh, Tremaine Edmonds. Um, Kyler Gordon is a great option for right. you in cornerback leagues. Eddie Jackson also was really good last year in that system mm-hmm. um, before he got hurt. But, yeah, outside of those guys, yeah, probably not going to be starting anybody. Um, I know we're we're all kind of secretly rooting for um, – Jack Sanborn to uh, <laughs> appear behind TJ Edwards and like snap his neck. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how that shakes yeah. out. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm hoping it's maybe Tremaine Edmonds that he replaces because I love TJ <laughs> Edwards and I've wound up too, with way too much uh, TJ Edwards shares for that Jack Sanborn uh, attack to happen. You're right. But, I yeah. don't have any Tremaine. We can kill Tremaine. That's fine. <laughs> Yeah, man. Jack Sanborn, super efficient IDP last year. That was that was crazy to see. So um yeah, there may be there may come a time where we, where we put him on the waiver wire column uh this this year if one of these guys goes down. So um yeah, like you said, nothing too much interesting there in Chicago outside of those guys. So let's go on to the Miami Dolphins and the Los Angeles Chargers. Adam in Miami, who's the man you're looking to watch uh this this season? Mr. Jalen Phillips, the uh, the chain god, the uh, right. the turnover the turnover chain god, man. Yeah. This guy is is yeah. I mean, I think whenever you um, whenever you think of Adam IDP, I think you probably are thinking of Jalen Phillips. Uh, my boy Jake Colhagen just recently got me the most ridiculous Jalen Phillips shirt that I've ever seen, and uh, yeah, it, it turns me into a different person when I wear it, but. <laughs> I mean, I think if, if you're looking for a Max Crosby candidate in 2023, it's Jalen Phillips. I mean, yeah. it's, it's all there for him. I mean, all the metrics are elite. Um, and then you just you just watch the guy play. Like, the, the dude has a motor. 
Um, you ever listened? I like to listen to interviews. I also like to uh, watch like players mic'd up just to kind of see how their teammates and how, you know, just how they talk, how people interact with them. You can kind of get a good vibe on players. And Jalen Phillips is one of those guys that he's just a dog, dude. Everyone loves him. He gets, he just, he raises that defensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I love that Miami defense. I mean, I think that is, they are thin. They have to, they have to get lucky with the injury, uh, stuff, but I mean, if you if if all those guys can somehow stay healthy, I mean that's as good as a defense as there is, and they have one of the best defensive coordinators, uh, really of all time. I mean, this guy is uh, someone that most most people try to emulate these days, but they have the dude. So, um, just a, a really good defense, top to bottom. I mean, Christian Wilkins, one of the better interior defensive linemen in the league. Bradley Chubb, who I expect to kind of bounce back and remind folks who he is. Um, and then, I mean, we love we love David Long. Jerome Baker could be pretty solid this year for, for IDP. Uh, and then Javon Holland, someone that I I like quite a bit. I mean, someone mm-hmm. that you can get as a, as a value and has he has really nice big play upside. Um, and I, his role is kind of I don't know what type of role he's going to have. I mean, he he's done a lot of different things. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up being like a, a box type guy. Um, I don't know. I, I, I haven't looked at the usage numbers lately for him. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's a really good defense. I mean, I didn't even mention Jalen Ramsey coming back at some point. Right. You still got Xavier Howard. Um, so it's a really fun unit. They just got to stay healthy. But, I mean, that's a team that they could be a Super Bowl contender. I mean, it's it's – Two has got to stay healthy. The defense has got to stay healthy. But, I mean, if everything lines up for him, I, I really think that's one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, I, I I actually agree. I mean, this this is a team that they have all the pieces in place, right? And you got, like you said, that Fangio defense now. Um, so for IDP purposes, at least, maybe we get some more consistency and reliability there, at least out of the linebackers, right? Because um, I, that, that'll be the thing that I'm kind of hoping to, to get some clarity on it who's going to play a little bit more uh whether it's jerome baker or david long in that defense it seemed like it was jerome baker in the preseason but i i I like david long quite a bit i think he has the potential to to be that lb1 there um and yeah jalen phillips man can he fulfill the prophecy i i'm hoping so because i'm with you very high on jalen phillips this season and he was somebody yeah just that i just loved like coming out to joey and i both had him as our edge one in that that rookie year and we couldn't understand why most like it wasn't a consensus edge one in, in that that season because i know he had the injury stuff so i think that was that played a part in it like he did retire for a season because of concussions but he played a full year um, going into that draft and he looked healthy he looked great he, he looked like the clear like top edge in that class so now that we get to see him doing that in the NFL, I, it just makes me more excited for him. I, I hope he can get to that um, that big season that we're, we're we're thinking he can. Give me a number. How many sacks? I'm going with twelve and a half. I love it. Yeah, I think I said, I think I said uh, thirteen on nice. our flag plant episode. <laughs> love that. Yeah, if, if he can get to that range, I mean that that's perfect. That that's exactly what we're looking for. Not quite a sack a game, but not many players do get a sack a game that that's extremely rare. So um, that is exactly what we're hoping for, for him. We, we do need him to get there as well, because I mean, he was someone that 
I mean, the secret is out on him. Like he was being drafted like mid first by the time the, uh, you know, the season is winding down. I mean, he, he wasn't making it to the third round. That's for sure. So yeah, everyone is, everyone is banking on this dude to actually be the, the next Max Crosby. So, um, I'm here for it. I, I I think it's going to happen. I just good vibes in Miami right now. I love what they're doing. Definitely. Yeah. And I got like 15 fantasy teams that are depending on it at least. So uh, let's hope so. And then, and look, the safety situation, you mentioned it too. Javon Holland, definitely the clear starter there, but I'll be interested to see with Brandon Jones. He's another guy coming back off an ACL, but somebody that was like a really, really good IDP. Um, and I just got like the sleeper notification because I have him in a bunch of leagues too, that he went from questionable to healthy. So looks like he's off the injury report, which is good to see. And uh, Deshaun Elliott was playing with the starters in, in uh, the preseason. So we'll see which one of those guys kind of emerges as safety too there beside uh, Javon Holland as well. Um, for the Chargers, we got, well, Derwin James, a safety one. We're not benching him if you have him. Um, but Eric Kendricks is probably the only Chargers linebacker I'll, I'll trust this week, he, but he's not really like one of my preferred targets. Um, just again, it, it's not a great defense for, for linebacker production. And we've seen Eric Kendricks kind of dip in efficiency as he's gotten older. So he comes in like ranked a little bit lower for me. Um, so yeah, but other than that, I mean, Joey Bosa for sure, but it's just a great, oh, and Khalil Mack as well, but a, a yeah. really great cornerback streaming game too, right? You mentioned Xavier Howard, um, Cater Coe, who's another guy there in Miami that that's going to play a, a ton. Eli Apple potentially plays a bit. Um, JC Jackson in, in, in LA, Michael Davis, Asante Samuel, those guys for the Chargers, I think going to be a pass heavy game. Um, so love the corners for that. This is definitely one of those cornerback streaming games for me. Yeah, big year for that Chargers defense. I mean, Staley's really got a – he really needs that that unit to perform. I mean, that's – you know, that he's the defensive brainchild, um, and that team has not really lived up to expectations. I mean, um, <laughs> that playoff loss is one of the worst of all time, man. Oh Jeez. Crazy. But I do, I do like, I do like this defense. I mean, I think Khalil Mack is is due for a nice little bounce back. I think we could maybe see like his best season um, that we, you know, that we've had in a while. Um, Eric Hendricks, he's a fine LB two three, like you mentioned. Not interested in Kenneth Murray at all. I do expect no. Dayon Henley to emerge at some point. Um, Sebastian Joseph Day is interesting in defensive tackle required leagues he's like a you know defensive tackle two type um any interest in that second safety there in um la i mean i know that they had what nasir adderley retired and mm-hmm. it was going to be lohi gilman is yeah now the yes. starter there right so yeah not not as much not really i, I just think it's it's derwin's team right he, he's going to be the guy that plays everywhere where lohi gilman just kind of be like a you know, a statue as the deep safety back there. He'll, you know, he'll have a couple games this year where he has a, you know, a big play or something like that, but consistently on a weekly basis, he, he's outside of the, the startable range for me. I just, again, it's such a deep position that there's so many other situations and deployments that I'd rather target that I'm not as interested in Gilman. Yeah. 
That's the correct answer, John. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, all right. Let's go to the, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles at the new England Patriots. Um, one of the main things for me, what is this defensive line rotation going to look like? Um, I think, you know, Hassan Reddick is questionable coming into this week. I, I don't think there's any doubt that he'd be the snap leader there if he's active. Um, but then we got Josh sweat likely next uh, up in, as far as snaps go would be edge too. But then, Brandon Graham and, and Nolan Smith kind of on the lower end for, for opportunities, I'd imagine. But that doesn't mean that they can't be productive. They're both like really high-end pass rushers. Nolan Smith looks like he could be a lot of fun. Just think, you know, you, you'd rather wait for maybe a better matchup to stream Nolan Smith uh, or Brandon Graham this week. So neither one of those guys really on my radar for the Eagles D-line. It mostly would be Reddick or Josh Sweat. Um and then the linebackers are interesting. Nicobe Dean, we know, is going to be wearing the green dot, should be the full-time player there. But Zach, Gunning, Zach Cunningham comes in and wins the LB2 role. Um, Nicholas Morrow gets cut. Cunningham, we, we know, has been one of the best tacklers in the league as long as he's starting. So it seems like he'll probably get a decent-sized role, I'd guess, somewhere maybe around 85%. So I think that should be more than enough to make him a starter in most leagues. I have him, you know, as LB 35 right now, just to see what that snap share looks like exactly. And Nicobe Dean's LB 13 for me, but um, Cunningham could definitely be interesting this year if he holds that job for the entire season. Yeah, I have, I have Cunningham as the LB four or five. I, mm-hmm. I put wait and see still hasn't to crown as the LB two here. Um, and then, yeah, Nicobe Dean, I expect him to be like a linebacker too this season. Josh Sweat's a, a nice edge too for you. Uh, Hassan Reddick, he has 39 and a half sacks over his last three years. That's third most behind only TJ Watt Crazy. and Miles Garrett. So we do got to give the homie a little bit of respect. He's been really good. Um, maybe that, maybe this is uh, what Zayvon Collins is going to do someday. <laughs> that would be nice. That would be really nice. Jalen Carter, he's a strong defensive tackle too, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, what's the rotation going to look like? I mean, they just have so many good players at edge and at defensive tackle. Um, what's that pie look like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It, 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 there's great players there, and, and there's a few we could trust consistently. But other than that, I think we're probably looking at streaming options for better matchups. The Patriots offensive line is still decent. Um, at safety, kind of interesting. Reed Blankenship looks like he's probably going to get a start next to Terrell Edmonds for the Eagles, but not guys that I'm overly excited about. So looking at the Patriots too, like this is another team. I mean, it's, it's basically the usual suspects that we rely on for weekly starting spots, but there's not many of them. Um, it's Matthew Judon on the edge, Kyle Duggar at safety. I think Juwan Bentley at linebacker in deeper leagues. That's probably about it for me maybe jabril peppers gets a bigger role this year maybe josh uche sees more snaps maybe christian barmore gets a bigger role as well but just not players i'm betting on especially against you know the eagles offensive or against the eagles defensive offensive line sorry um which is ranked number one um in in the pff ranking so not for this week anyways until until we see it for those other guys yeah, lockstep with you. Tough matchup, but you can't sit Matthew Judon. Guy is averaging 60 tackles and 14 sacks over his last two seasons. Uh, Duggar is a safety one option. Juwan Bentley is a nice linebacker three. Marcus Jones could be once again a league winner if he gets more defensive snaps this year. Um, if he's just a return guy, he loses his appeal. But, I mean, it seems like he's 
starting out as that third cornerback. So, I mean, uh, that's great if, if that sticks. Um, Joss Uche is a fine edge three, probably only starting him in those deeper uh, sleeper leagues where you where you um, have you know four or five defensive line spots. If he was on any other team, we would be super excited about Josh oh, yeah. Uche. Six, 16% career pressure rate, always graded out well, set a career high last year, 83.1 overall PFF grade. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame that uh, Bill's just got to be so annoying about this stuff. He loves his rotations, man. Even the corners, right? Like those corners yep. don't even play full-time roles, which is rare in the NFL. So it, they're it, all it, named Jones, all named Jones. He loves those guys. <laughs> he has to have Chandler Jones as well. Probably tried to get Arthur bones or John bones. Jones. He might um, be able to get Chandler. We'll talk about him. To get, yeah, that's true too. Um, but yeah, man, the Patriots can be super frustrating for IDP. They could be frustrating for offensive fantasy as well, of course. But um, yeah, those are the guys for sure. Uh, so let's move on to uh, the Rams and the Seahawks here. Uh, anybody interesting for you in uh, Rams and Seahawks game? Rams, I mean, obviously you got Aaron Donald and Ernest Jones. And yeah. then who knows? I mean, Byron Young, he should get plenty of opportunity mm-hmm. year one. Um, I don't mind for safety. I don't mind John Johnson uh, or Jordan Fuller, but I mean, they're like safety four or five types, you know, three fours at best. Um, Michael Hote, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but uh, he's someone that should have, you know, a lot more opportunity. There's just, there's just nobody there. I mean, you look at that depth chart and it's, uh, it's, it's three guys you've heard of. And then it's, you know, you don't recognize anyone else. So um, there's just not a lot of talent. Like, I mean, is, is there anyone you're excited about? Are you a, are you a Nick Hampton guy or anything like that, John? <laughs> no, not, not a big Nick Hampton guy. I'm an Ernest Jones guy and an Aaron Donald guy. And that's about it. I mean, yeah. like you said, Byron Young uh, on the edge, I think for deeper leagues, it could be worth a flyer here. Should get a lot of volume there. Um, but there's just nobody, right? Like I, Kobe Durant at corner is somebody that it's kind of interesting to me to keep an eye on. I think he should play a lot and get into the slot as well. So someone I've kind of been keeping an eye on and adding him um, where I can in those deeper leagues. But man, yeah, Rams defense watching them this preseason. You don't know who's a starter and who's going to be on the fringes of getting cut because it is completely depleted over there. So um, it's Ernest Jones and Aaron Donald basically are the main ones for sure. Do you think Aaron Donald finishes the year as a Ram? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, man, they'd they'd have to be looking for picks, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know that. Do they care about picks? They they haven't shown that they've cared before, right? So they'd I have to. It'd start be a good time now. to start. It'd be a good time to start. <laughs> I mean, you look at the rosters like maybe we should care about some picks a little right. bit. Maybe we should care a little more than we we have been. <laughs> But yeah, if they do, if they do care about picks, I don't think that Aaron Donald will be a Ram um, by the end of the season because it just makes sense, right? Why would you have this guy on that team when there's just I don't think there's a future there for this season. I'd love to be surprised because I like Stafford. I like Cooper Cup. I like Donald. But man, that's that's pretty much it. Doc, they're old. They are old. Like they it's 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 time. They're not going nowhere. I mean, I think a contender would still give a, a a nice pick for, for Aaron Donald. Um, I don't know though. Where would you, where would you want to see him go? 
Oh, oh, where would he go? That is, uh, I mean, it, had, it had to be a contender. I mean, no one is going to yeah. trade for him. So it'd be someone like Buffalo, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. They probably yes. couldn't afford him. Yeah. Cincinnati's got, they, they got like DJ reader over there and they got, um, BJ Hill. Hill. So they got like guys, it's not like a huge need for them. Oh. Buffalo would be interesting. Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver. Yeah, I think, I think, and you Buffalo know, you know, probably any, would make the most sense. Any team is is in on this one. Any team oh, yeah. that has a real shot is in on this one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just a fun little exercise. I mean, that team is is in a really bad spot, you know, especially with the stuff uh, about Cooper Cup and the hamstring. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just from a from a roster standpoint, it's about as bad as it gets. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's not being held good. up by these. It's being held up by these, you know, thirty year olds that are yeah. that are breaking down. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's a tough one to watch and well, at least they got a ring out of it. That's, that's the main thing, right? So that yeah. it makes it all worth it. But yeah, at this point there, there has to be consideration for a rebuild here. I mean, we're talking about potentially Jake Hummel as the LB two over there. Nobody knows who that is. Um, but again, deeper leagues only would be, you know, a guy that's not going to be an every down player either. So, um, Let's look at a team with maybe a brighter future here. The Seattle Seahawks um, in this game, Uchenna and Wosu against that Rams offensive line, just a great matchup for him to go crazy and and potentially have a big week. Um, The other one is, is Boye Mafe. So he looks like he's going to be the Seattle edge too. He kind of locked that job down this off season across from Wosu. We'll see if he gets that same kind of heavy usage as Uchenna, but they're, definitely other capable edges on this team, but it at least seems like Mafe will be the number two um, in the rotation for, for Seattle this year. Yeah. I like that call as well. Uh, Bobby Wagner revenge game. I oh, mean, yeah, <laughs> could get, could get, he thought he was signing there. up for a super bowl. <laughs> uh-huh. That's right. So, I mean, Bobby Wagner, he's, he's a locked and loaded LB one yeah. again for the 15th year in a row. Uh, yeah. Uchenna though, like you mentioned, man, um, awesome opportunity for him. If you look at what he did last year against the Rams, he had uh, both of his games. He scored over 25 fantasy points. He picked up uh, 10 tackles, two and a half sacks, seven QB hits. Oh my God. So yes, start <laughs> Uchenna. Uh, I love Julian Love this year. I think he's a solid DB one, two for you. Jermont mm-hmm. Jones, someone that, uh, We've always been high on it on the IDP show. Uh, Quandre Diggs is a solid safety three, four for you. Not starting Jordan Brooks or Devin Bush. Right. Um, great cornerback options there in Seattle. Reek Wolin, uh, Devon uh, with him spoon. Both of them should be really good this year. And then, you know, I'm extremely excited about Derek Hall. Um, love me some Derek Hall, dude. I, I think that. They got a really, really fun defense there in, in Seattle. Um, yeah. And, I mean, it's it's an underrated line. I think a lot of people aren't aware of just how good that defense is. Um, yeah. But you have, you, you know, adding adding a, a, a top five corner through the draft, it's going to help all those edge rushers. And then they improve the, the, the defensive line itself. So, I mean, um, I just love what Seattle's doing. I did like Ryan Neal, but, I mean – Whatever. Mm-hmm. I think him and him and Julian Love are, are pretty much a wash. So sure. uh will they get anything out of Jamal Adams? I wouldn't count on it. Um that's someone that, you know, we were telling people to just get away from. 
two years ago. So, um, yeah, that's a fun, it's a really fun defense. I love Seattle too. I mean, Seattle is one of those teams that, um, I, I could, I could see them maybe being in the Super Bowl. It sounds crazy when you have Geno Smith as a, as a quarterback, <laughs> but, uh, that defense is really good and we know they're well coached. Yeah. Um, I liked it. I'm excited about them. Nice. I like that call. Yeah. I, it, the, the defensive line is definitely underrated. Like you said, cause it's not built on like first round players at all. It, it's built on a lot of day two guys that have potential, right. And, and have flashed at times. So they're going to rotate these guys and they're, they're going to have their weeks as well. So just the situation to look to kind of monitor, at least to see who emerges there with, with relevant snaps, because I think they could be um, IDP relevant for sure. Um, all right, let's move on from uh, Seattle because, yeah, like you said, I'm not starting Jordan Brooks or Devin Bush either just until we see what that usage is with Brooks coming off the injury. Um, let's go to the Las Vegas Raiders and the Denver Broncos. So Raiders linebacker usage, I mean, Divine Diablo is somebody that I like quite a bit this year. I, I do want to see if he returns to kind of being that full-time player for them. I, I do wonder if Robert Spillane will maybe steal any snaps or at least play enough to be IDP relevant. So that would be one of the main things that I'd be watching in this game uh, is the Raiders linebackers. But then we mentioned it before, Chandler Jones is probably not playing in this game. Um some weird shit going on there where he he bashed the team on social and then deleted it all or he's currently away from the team so just seems unlikely for week one if he is it could mean like a heavy dose of the seventh overall pick Tyree Wilson this week which you know I'm not sure I'd be starting him but at least could be a nice sample size to kind of analyze to to start the year and then obviously you know Max Triple X Crosby, we know we're starting um, every single week. He, he's edge two for me behind only Micah Parsons. But what do you think of the Chandler Jones situation? Yeah, man, pretty wild. I mean, you know, when you're a, a week away from the season starting, it's just a it's a really weird look. And um, I hope Tyree Wilson isn't soaking too much of that uh, that stuff up. I hope he he understands that Chandler's in the wrong here, and you don't do that. You don't yeah. do that, Chandler. But I, I love Tyree Wilson, dude. I mean, if you know, if I was also kind of expecting a Chandler Jones bounce back, so that would be unfortunate. Although I think he will land on his feet somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, but if if it means uh, us getting a, a a look at Tyree Wilson sooner, I'm all about it, dude. I, I love that dude. I I've already got him as edge 14 in the dynasty ranks. Um, that is. That is behind Joey Bosa and and right in front of Uchina Nuosu, uh, Nuosu. So uh, I've got him pretty high, but um, I think he's good, man. I mean, it's it's you can't you can't um, you can't teach size like that. And and the dude has been comp to Miles Garrett. Um, just everything we've seen, I, I think it points to him being potentially a, an elite edge rusher, and that's the type of player that you chase in IDP. Yeah. Like you said, the measurables are just like they're off the chart, right? I think they're, the most likely scenario is that he maybe takes a little bit of time to to kind of hit his stride in the NFL. I don't know that it'll happen this season, but I wouldn't rule it out either because like you said, he's an athletic freak and he he, he certainly could come up with that production, especially if Chandler Jones is going to be out of the situation that there's just more opportunity for him. Otherwise, you know, playing behind Chandler Jones, there's maybe not as much uh, opportunity on a weekly basis. So would like to see that for Tyree Wilson, at least. Um, 
The Raiders, other than that, I mean, I'm not starting Trayvon Merrick at safety, but Marcus Epps is somebody that's kind of interesting, at least for me. I have him as safety 27 this week. So again, that kind of safety 3-2 range right on that that fringe there. I think you could see some decent box usage. So I, I do like Marcus Epps, but not not that interesting of, of a defense. Nate Hobbs is the other guy um, yep. in the slot and, and, and at corner there who I think could be a very good IDP corner this season. I'm also interested in Robert Spillane. I mean, mm-hmm. we'll see what, you know, what the usage looks like versus Devon Diablo. But I mean, even if he gets 70% of the snaps, I mean, I'll be in at that, at that, uh, at that snap share. I mean, he yeah. could easily be one of these guys that gets us eight to nine tackles a game, you know, with that type of, of snap share. So yeah, I, I like him quite a bit. And he also has the upside of maybe being the guy, right? I mean, he was mm-hmm. wearing the green dot a little bit, in preseason, I know they're just trying a bunch of different stuff out, but uh, again, it's just him and Divine Diablo. So I mean, yeah. he has uh, he has massive upside, I think. For sure, yeah, Spillane definitely an interesting um, linebacker to kind of keep an eye on, and and potentially could outsnap Diablo depending on how they they view these guys. So uh, I do like that call. And then on Denver, I mean. As far as like snap shares, maybe not mattering goes. I, I don't know if, if if it matters for Alex Kingleton. This guy played 70% of snaps last year and was just an unreal tackler. <laughs> I, I, Josie Jewell's probably going to lead them in snaps. I, I love Josie Jewell this year as well. But Singleton might not even be that far behind. He's an, again, elite tackler. If we get an 85% plus role for Alex Singleton, then I mean, I wouldn't, I'd have a hard time keeping him out of my top 10 linebackers every single week, just given his history of production and assuming he doesn't have like a massive regression, which is also very possible, but he hasn't shown it at any point in the, the last few seasons. So uh, we love Alex Singleton. Um, anybody else on Denver that, that uh, is interesting for you? I think Zach Allen is, is pretty underrated. I mean, he's going off the board right now as DT12, which is DL48 overall. He averaged 13.4 points per game in 2022 and 10 points per game in 2021. Don't forget, Vance Joseph is in Denver now too, so Allen knows his system, and he was very productive in it. So, yeah, I mean, I think that, I think that he's a fine option. Um, definitely slept on. Randy Gregory, I think he's a, he's a solid edge 3-4 type. And then, you know, Drew Sanders, I mean, someone that that we're going to keep on speed dial. There's been some interesting pieces coming out about Drew Sanders lately. Um, I think it was Cecil Lammy that, that wrote one um, saying that he reminded him a little bit of Micah Parsons, which was oh, wow. a lot. That's a, that's a mouthful right there. But I don't know. It makes your ears perk up. I mean, he was someone that we were definitely excited about. Um, as a as a prospect, uh, he slipped a little bit in the draft. I think most of us kind of thought he was going to be a first or second round pick, um, but he went in the third, and it's not the worst landing spot. I mean, I know that he's got Josie Jewell and, and Alex Singleton there in front of him, but Josie Jewell is likely going to move on after this year. I think he just has one year remaining on his deal. Singleton's going to be around, but I don't think um, I don't think that's that's they're going to let Singleton hold Drew Sanders back. So um, someone that I'm very excited about for Dynasty, I think I already have him as like a top 15 linebacker in Dynasty. Um, but yeah, who knows? I mean, that's not a team that is that loaded with talent to where you you couldn't maybe get Drew Sanders some more opportunity, right? So right. Um, just something to, to keep on the radar. 
Yeah, and maybe they do use him on the edge too, right? This guy was, I believe he was a five-star prospect or a five-star recruit coming out of high school as a defensive end going to Alabama, right? And then when he moved to Arkansas, um, they used him more as an off-ball linebacker. So he, he's done both. It's just a matter of um, what they use him in the NFL and how long it takes him to get that starting role. But yeah, I'm a fan of the talent and I think he could be a fun prospect to, to, to keep an eye on this season for sure. All right, let's go to Sunday night football. The Dallas Cowboys at the New York Giants. Pretty good defensive line matchup here for the Cowboys. Um, Adam, what what are you looking for in uh, in this Sunday night football game? Yeah, Giants O-line ranked 29th. So, I mean, expect Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence to potentially tee off. Um, I was a lot more excited about Sam Williams, but he's currently dealing with a turf toe, and uh, he was recently arrested. So that's that's a bit of a damper on his outlook. Uh, Dorrance Armstrong still there as well. He was solid last year. He's a fine rotation piece. Um, they also have Dante Fowler still there. I mean, uh, they've got a lot of they got a lot of interesting pieces uh, on on that on that line. Um, LVE and Damone Clark are interesting at linebacker. I'm probably not going to be starting either of those unless I'm, you know, in, in a in a league where you start four or five of them. But I think if I had to pick one, I'd go with LVE. Um, LVE had at least seven tackles in 11 of his 16 games in 2022. So uh, Damone Clark is interesting and fine. Um but we've just seen it with LV. I mean, we know the way he produces. He he is some one of these guys that can, you know, get some sacks, get some TFLs, right. and then he does rack up the tackles. Yeah. So, um, I'll I'll bet on that dude versus Damone Clark, who I think is was what like a fifth or sixth rounder, maybe maybe even worse than that. But anyway, just not a guy. He's a placeholder. They're gonna eventually draft somebody mm-hmm. or bring someone in free agency. Um, neither one of those guys are, are, are the, the, the future there at linebacker, but for 2023, I think I, I, I choose LVE. Yeah. I'm with you. I think Van Der Esch makes the most sense. Uh, it's, I'm not super interested in the LB two role right now. It's just not going to be a full-time role for the way that Dallas deploys this defense. And again, um, I like the safeties there. I think they, they, they like their safeties, J Ron curse, Donovan Wilson, um, to get some good snaps and, and ideal IDP usage as well. So I have those guys both ranked inside the top 24 safeties for this, uh, this week, the giants, the LB2, another situation that I'm not overly interested in, like starting this week, but maybe it could be Isaiah Simmons, um, who they they traded for from Arizona. He was playing safety over there. Now it looks like he's gonna be playing linebacker, maybe a little bit of edge over over here for the Giants, um, with Bobby O'Karake being the the LB1. I know Micah McFadden and Darian Beavers are the other options. Again, not a full-time role, probably not a great one for like stable IDP production either, but they'll, they'll have their weeks. Whoever does emerge there as the LB two. Um, and, and then the safeties as well. I like, I think I like McKinney more still than Jason Pinnock. Um, who's the other guy, but I, I'm a lot higher on Xavier McKinney this week. I think, you know, he was, he was somebody that, um, I, I think could have a bigger year, but Dallas was also, I think, top three in safety tackles allowed per game last year. So I like that potential for McKinney and Pinnock this week. But yeah, other than that, 
anybody else stand out for you for the Giants? Aziz Ojolari. I mean, this is a tough matchup. You know, he's a he's a fine edge three type this week. I think you know Leonard Williams. He's a he's a nice back end DT one for you. I'm with you. I think we wait and see on Isaiah Simmons, but I do think he could be solid there uh, once he gets acclimated. Um, I think you have to start Dexter Lawrence, Kayvon, and Bobby O, even though it's a uh, it's a tough matchup for those pass rushers. But yeah, it'll be a fun game. That's always a fun game, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. It's nice that we get that one on Sunday Night Football, even though we get the Cowboys in prime time all the time. But hey, whatever. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, yeah I'm with you. It's a tougher matchup for the Cowboys, like or for the Giants against the Cowboys offensive line. But hard to bench Thibodeau and and, and some of those those top end options um, in in most leagues. All right, let's do it. One more game left. Monday Night Football: the Buffalo Bills at the New York Jets. Um, for me, th- this one was interesting. Just came in basically today. Um, Sean McDermott announced that um, Terrell Bernard is going to be starting next to Matt Milano as the LB2. It looked like it was going to be Tyrell Dodson that had that LB2 role locked down for week one after we saw uh, the usage in the preseason. Terrell Bernard's music hits and at the last minute was named the starter um, for, for Monday night. So at least clears that situation up nicely because it comes from uh, Sean McDermott, McDermott himself. Not an ideal matchup. Looking at some of the stuff from last year and how the jet the Jets were actually thirty first in linebacker tackles allowed per game last year. So we'll see if that changes at all with Aaron Rodgers. But I obviously we we love Matt Milano. Terrell Bernard potentially could be another guy here that we start because it should be a volume heavy role and, and, and definitely a good option, at least for, for deeper leagues, but even in those, those middle um, tier leagues as well. Yeah. It seems scary though, right? It seems like he's going to be replaced. There's just too many, there's just too many guys there. I mean, uh, and you know, None of them have really stood out. I mean, that's why you're hearing them kind of, I know Bernard has been banged up, but I mean, we're not hearing an announcement until right before the game starts because none of them has really separated themselves. So um, Bernard has it now, but I mean, you got to be scared to death about Christian Kirksey, who's been a fine veteran mm-hmm. um, his entire NFL career. Um, and then they brought in Dorian Williams in the third round, who, yep. as most people know, I'm a pretty big believer in. So um, I wouldn't get too comfortable there with Terrell Bernard. I mean, he's going to be on a short leash just because there's a lot of similar players behind him so um yeah he he's not someone i'm going to be starting we'll see how he does week one um leonard floyd is a is is a solid option he's someone that's always slept on the dude has 29 sacks over his last year uh over his last three years that is 10th best among active nfl players um so I, i i like him um to I, I think he's going to be fine until Von Miller returns. But I mean, even once Von Miller returns, I think he's still going to be fine as that, you know, third edge rusher there. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Ed Oliver this year. I think that he's someone that we could look at um, as, as entering in like that top five defensive tackle territory by the time the year's over. Um, Greg Rousseau is awesome. Um, Jordan Poyer, a solid safety. Mm-hmm. Those are those are probably the the targets for me on the Buffalo side. Yeah, for sure. I, we know Buffalo, the, their defensive line, they, they like a good rotation there. So Gregory Rousseau and, and Leonard Floyd, I think for this week, while Von Miller's out, I think make make a lot of sense, or at least early in the season while Von Miller's out. So um, good call there. For the Jets, 
look, we know CJ Mosley. I have him as LB 15 this week. Buffalo is also another one of those teams that wasn't a great matchup for linebacker tackles per game last year. They ranked actually dead last uh, 32nd in that regard, but safety next to Jordan Whitehead. We also got Tony Adams emerging as a starter here. So I think there's, there was potential for this to maybe be like Adrian Amos or, or even Ashton Davis, but Tony Adams comes out of nowhere as potentially a late uh, waiver target for those deeper leagues. So he's somebody um, that might be interesting there, but I think most interesting for the jets is their defensive line rotation. Um, I still believe in Carl Lawson, although he's, he's questionable for this game as of right now. Um, but we also got first rounders, Will McDonald and Jermaine Johnson in the mix. John Franklin Myers isn't going anywhere. Um, but again, the top dog is, and always should be Quinn and Williams. Um, he's DT two for me behind this week behind only Aaron Donald. You're just not benching Quinn and Williams. So, um, yeah, that, what about you? What do you think of this defensive line rotation? Anybody that stands out to you that you want to target outside of Quinn and Williams? I think you're on mute. Jermaine Johnson, I think he is, uh, the buzz has been great for him. Um, so I think he's a nice, you know, edge 3-4 type with really nice upside. Um, Tony Adams, like you mentioned, I mean, uh, he made what Pete Schrager's breakout list, and he's kind of been like the nice little buzz uh, for for us in IDP lately. But, yeah, it seems like he's going to be that other safety there alongside Jordan Whitehead. Um I am excited about Will McDonald. I don't think we're going to see much of him year one, just because, like you mentioned, that rotation is just out, you know, it's out of control. I mean, you got Carl Lawson, John Franklin Myers, um, just a lot of Bryce Huff, a lot mm. of who, by the way, I mean, I'm really excited for Bryce Huff in 2024 once he gets a chance to maybe go <laughs> get some snaps somewhere. Cause I mean, that PFF loves that dude. Um, yeah. But they just have they just have too many pieces there, so it's it's really crowded right now. The main people I'd be focusing on would be Quinn Williams, and then I mean yeah, Jermaine Johnson. I mean on that line for for this year at least. Um, and then I love Quincy Williams. I think he's a, a great value at linebacker. Um, but I guess that's about it. Yeah. I think that is about it, and I think that makes sense. I'm I'm with you there, but um, man. That that is gonna do it for for another episode here of the PFF Fantasy Podcast and the first IDP Weekly Preview Podcast of the year. Uh, it was a big one, but when Adam and I gets to talking uh, about defensive players, it's bound to be a lot of content that hopefully you all find helpful to get you ready for Week One. Basically, treating this episode as like a season preview, really, because <laughs> we're going through all these situations to kind of monitor and look forward to. But Adam, I, I can't thank you enough for, for being the inaugural guest here on these weekly IDP previews. I, I really appreciate it, brother. Dude, I am so honored that you selected me to do it. It was a lot of fun. Hopefully uh, I didn't irritate the listeners too much and uh, they made it through the entire episode. But yeah, absolute blast, dude. I think that you are the the best in the IDP game. Um, now, John, this is your full-time job. So, I mean, it, you should yeah. be the best at it, but got a bit of a, yeah, time to do it. <laughs> yes, exactly. But you're the best dude. Um, thank you for everything you do for IDP, man. I think you are a, a huge reason that we've seen the growth that we've, uh, experienced lately in IDP. I, I appreciate that, man. But I, I, 
feel the same way about you guys over the over there at the IDP show. And I know you guys are cooking over there uh, on the website and on the podcast feed. So um, appreciate the kind words, but please let the good folks know where they can find you and everything going down on the IDP show.com this season. Sure. Yeah. The IDP show.com. Uh, we're going to be dropping two episodes a week in our podcast feed. We have the IDP after show. We have the IDP trade show. Um, we have tons of stuff going on right now. Just come check us out. Come check out the website, tune into the podcast, uh, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Adam IDP. Um, yeah, you can hit me up. If you ever have any questions, uh, whatever, you know, I'm, I'm here and I'm, I'm, I'm fairly friendly. So just feel free to reach out. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Um, definitely go check out Adam and the guys at the IDP show. Um, as for me, we're going to keep these episodes going every week, assuming we're not canceled by now. Um, but next week we, we got, uh, the cornerback whisperer, Johnny, the Greek coming on to preview week two, which should be a lot of fun. Um, you can find my IDP rankings on pff.com. And, and after week one is wrapped on Tuesday, we'll have the week one version of the IDP fantasy report previously titled the utilization report to get you all your waiver options and usage and metrics from every idp for every team that week so hope you'll check that out as well uh tomorrow i'm back in the feed once again previewing week one on but on the offensive side of the ball uh with the great kate majuk so be sure to tune in for that and until then peace out Thank <laughs> you.